It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation, cover the NFL for FanRag Sports, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers, and you can find all the podcast content at LockedOnPackers.com. We are through every game in the NFL season except one. The Super Bowl will be in two weeks. And it will be the Philadelphia Eagles against the New England Patriots. And if you're listening to this, you probably already knew that. Because you were watching last night, likely hoping the Minnesota Vikings lost. Although, it was interesting to me because I I put out on Twitter that there was this idea that a lot of Packer fans were probably feeling conflicted. Because most, most NFL fans love their team like 15% more than they hate the Patriots. Like on a scale, it's pretty close, but they love their team more. But it, it's close how much they hate the Patriots. And so there's this competing rooting interest, or at least I thought. I thought the Vikings would have a better chance to beat the Patriots than the Eagles. And so I, I thought it followed that if that is true, then Packers fans would rather have the Vikings win than the Eagles because they had a better chance to beat the Patriots who they wouldn't want to win the Super Bowl, except that that would mean then the Vikings would win the Super Bowl and no Packer fan wants that. And there were a lot of people that agreed that that was how they were feeling. But then I I was a little surprised actually at how many people said, no, I would, I would let the Patriots win a thousand Super Bowls if it meant the Vikings never won one. And I mean, I, I just, I thought that was interesting. I, I'd love to know how you feel. So, so feel free to, to hit up my mentions at Lockdown Packers at Peter underscore Bukowski and let me know how you feel about it. But it's moot because the Eagles won. And the Eagles won in an impressive fashion, beat the daylights out of the Vikings. And it was a game that the Vikings went up 7-0, and then from there, it, it was never close. Um, the Eagles went on a 37-0 run, and um, they're going to the Super Bowl as a result. But I think, I think if you're a Packers fan, you should be heartened by the fact that this Packers team, with Aaron Rodgers, I know that there was this feeling like, oh, you know, they, uh, they, they wasted a season where they could have won a Super Bowl. And yeah, they, they could have beaten this Eagles team. 
But what I think they proved in the playoffs, and not just this game, but especially this game, the Eagles, is that they were the best team. They were the best team all year. And with Carson Wentz, they were the favorites in the NFC. And then when Carson Wentz got hurt, they weren't. But they kept playing. Doug Peterson did a great job. Jim Swartz with that defense. Um, they did They did a terrific job of, of getting Nick Foles ready to play. He didn't look great against Oakland. But then in the playoffs, he's been excellent and was outstanding against the Vikings, who is, I mean, the Vikings were one of the three best defenses in football. All three of them were, were playing on Championship Sunday. That's not a coincidence. There were three borderline starting level quarterbacks and Tom Brady and three of those teams with the, with the borderline quarterbacks had great defenses. And the Patriots have a crap defense, frankly. So it's a case study in how teams, how teams build a roster differently. Most teams do it like New England, where they build from the quarterback out, or at least they try. Most teams don't have Bill Belichick or Tom Brady, much less both. But the Eagles have an outstanding defense, a top five defense, and they had put together an offense since Doug Peterson arrived that not, not only rivaled their defense, but could be relied upon to go win them games. Score, you know, hang almost 40 points on, if not the best, the second best. No worse than the third defense in football. And I I put it out there on Twitter. Number one scoring defense, number one yardage defense, number two in DVOA, number one in weighted DVOA. And Nick Foles lit them on fire. I think if you're a Packers fan, the best case scenario is, well, the best case scenario is they could have gone to Philly and won. Because you you would say, well, part of the reason things went haywire is, you know, Keenum threw a, a pick that w- that he got hit on, and and maybe Roger doesn't throw that pick, and he got fumbled on a blindside hit that that maybe Rogers doesn't because he has better pocket awareness. And there are some things like that where you could say, well, it really snowballed downhill for them, and the Packers could have won. But I think the more likely scenario is is the Packers were the team that could have gone to Philadelphia and been embarrassed. The Eagles were the best team. And if you're the Packers, what you have to be saying is, how do we get back to being the best team? In 2010, they were not the best team all year, but they won the Super Bowl. 2011, they were the best team. And they didn't win. And it's hard to make the case that at any point since then, they have been the best team. They've had the best player. They still have the best player. And with Aaron Rodgers, they can win any game they play. But they have not done enough. Ted Thompson has not done enough lately. And the coaching staff has not gotten enough out of their players lately to say we are the best team. They they would continually get picked because how do you pick against Aaron Rodgers? And they can win. They can be the best team. Before Rodgers got hurt, they weren't the best team, but they were certainly in the conversation. And as up and down as the Falcons played, obviously the Eagles had their injuries. You could have made the case the Packers' ceiling was as high as anyone's. But ultimately what this team has to do is get better. And they took some steps toward doing that. They made changes to the coaching staff. Now this is the part of the offseason where we'll find out if they're going to be more aggressive. They have to get these draft picks right. They have the highest draft pick they've had in more than 10 years. 
and they have money to spend on the cap. Will they go and get players that make this team better? They need to. I said a couple weeks ago that I think the Packers are looking up to the Vikings and they're maybe the only team that they're looking up to in the NFC. I take that back. They are looking up to the Eagles. The Eagles just proved that they're the best team in the NFC and they'll be just as good next year with Carson Wentz. The Vikings could be worse for myriad reasons that we'll get into later in the show. The Packers have to get better. That's the reality. You can say, oh, well, if Aaron had been there, yeah, well, maybe. He proved that in 2010. But the Packers lost a lot of games with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback in the playoffs. The Vikings now hold the all-time record for playoff losses by a franchise. They were tied with the Packers. So that's another feather in the Packers cap. There was a lot. I, I didn't throw a little shade on the Vikings. I threw a lot. I don't apologize. Before we move on, I want to remind you about our Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. Put your name and your Twitter handle in a review of this podcast on iTunes and you'll be entered to win a Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. It's a great time to get that subscription. Off-season means free agency. It means NFL draft. And they're going to give you information that you can't get anywhere else on players that, that you may not know about on other teams or in the draft. And so you could get access to all that data for free, normally a $39.99 value, by putting your name and your Twitter handle in a review of this podcast on iTunes. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. There's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel, and that's what I love about it. Experience season-long wins without the season-long wait. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's Killer Bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed-coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store when you look at the four teams that played on sunday all four of them were were not just buoyed or bolstered by free agency, but free agency played a key role in their success. 
Now, the Minnesota Vikings didn't spend on marquee players. They haven't done that in a couple years. Linval Joseph is a key piece of their defense. But other than that, they haven't gone out and spent serious money on free agency or trades. But they paid to have Case Keenum be their backup quarterback. And as a result, they went to the NFC Championship game. And Pat Shermer deserves a tremendous amount of credit for the way that he coached this team. The designed the offense, called the offense. I think he did he did some things wrong in this game. There was on the on the sack fumble. The protection scheme was a tight end had to come all the way across the formation to make a block on a speed rushing defensive end. That's just not going to work. And he's going to be the head coach of the Giants, which should be, I mean, it could be announced by the time you listen to this because they're not allowed to make any announcements until the season's over. But Pat Shermer is going to be the head coach of the New York Giants. And he deserves a tremendous amount of credit for Case Keenum. But Case Keenum was a move in the offseason. They don't win without it because... Sam Bradford can't be relied upon. Everyone knows. Teddy Bridgewater was coming off a serious injury. And so the Vikings had to plan for this eventuality. The Eagles didn't. Carson Wentz is a big, strong, young quarterback. They didn't know he was going to be hurt. And they brought in Nick Foles. And they traded for Jay Ajayi. And they signed Alshon Jeffrey. They, they made moves to get better. Draft and develop is great. The Vikings do it. And right now, the Vikings are doing it better than anyone in the league. But a key free agent signing got them a division title and a trip to the conference championship game. The Jacksonville Jaguars, they they spend money like a drunken sailor, but they, they have spent it effectively lately. Calais Campbell, an enormous boost for them. A.J. Boye, everyone knew that he was going to be a great corner on the market. Everyone knew he was good. Now, it was, it was really one outstanding season, but he, we watched him. He's good. And the Jaguars gave him a, boat, a boatload of money and helped them have the best pass defense in the league. The Patriots traded a first-round pick for their number one receiver. If that's not getting aggressive, I don't know what is. They got James Harrison off the street when the Steelers said, nah, we're good. They signed Stephon Gilmore to a huge deal. Now, that, that hasn't worked out, and that's, that's proof of the, the perils and potential pitfalls of free agency. That's not, a, that's not a reason to not engage in it. Now, the Packers did make some good signings. Quentin Dial, Ahmad Brooks, and they had two signings that didn't work out. Martellus Bennett gets hurt. After underperforming all season, Lance Kendricks is a zero. It's the most active the Packers have been in free agency, really, in Ted Thompson's career. And an unlucky break cost them the season. This is the other thing. The Vikings were healthy outside of of the position that, that they're, you know, you can't expect Sam Bradford to be healthy in. The Eagles' defense was healthy. The Jaguars' defense... And offense, mostly. I mean, Allen Robinson, they lose Allen Robinson. But they were a run-first team anyway. The defense was healthy. Their best players stayed healthy. The Patriots, obviously Brady was healthy. Cook stayed healthy. McCourty, Nate Solder. Health plays a role, but you have to, you have to get players. You have to get better. All four of these teams 
last season. And the the Patriots were the only ones who were a, a championship caliber team last year. But they all went out and said, we need to get better. And they did it. And Green Bay needs to be looking in the mirror and saying, we need to get better. Now, how they do that, we'll have to see. I don't have an answer for that at this point. I've thought about it, but I haven't thought about it at length. I think it starts with re-signing Morgan Burnett. I think he's going to play a key role in, in this Mike Pettin defense and and can really uh, do some things given scheme changes, which I think will be beneficial to Green Bay. And we're going to go over that in the coming weeks. We'll review the season. We're going to go by position. I know that's something that, that Bill did last year. I'm, I'm not going to do it the same way, but I, I will do it. I think it's important to do a post-mortem for the season and, and talk about who did well, who didn't do well, who performed up to expectations, who didn't, and who exceeded expectations. That list will be short. You know, one thing is if if you're into schadenfreude, it's one of those moments where Locked on Vikings is, is just, it's right there for you. I have to imagine the show today is is brutal. And I'm it's brutal for Vikings fans, but for Packer fans... It would be, if, if you're into that sort of thing, if you're into relishing in the pain of others, at least sports fandom-wise, Locked on Vikings might be worth checking out. You should always be checking out Locked on NFL and uh, the shows that we have there. Locked on NBA as the NBA season is really going to ramp up now as we get into the spring. And of course, stay locked on Bucks the same way you stay locked on Packers. This episode is brought to you by Shell. College football is best enjoyed at home. You know, the home that has no rooms because it's a stadium of 70,000 screaming fans. But wherever you are, ESPN and Shell can take your fandom further with savings up to 15 cents per gallon for Fuel Rewards members at Shell. Welcome home, football fans. Terms and conditions apply. See FuelRewards.com slash FuelYourFandom for details. Shell is an official sponsor of ESPN College Football. ESPN, the ESPN logo, and ESPN College Football are registered trademarks of ESPN Incorporated. This episode is brought to you by Philips One by Sonicare. One-up your brushing with Philips One. This one is the ideal one for those who are still using an old-school manual toothbrush. To all those people, it's time to take your brushing one level up. The solution is a simple one. It's the perfect timing one. It's the long-lasting battery-powered or USB rechargeable one. The comes in multiple colors to match you one. The one with a subscription that delivers new brush heads for just $5. Your teeth deserve this one. Philips One by Sonicare. One up your brushing. Learn more at philips.com slash one. That's P-H-I-L-I-P-S dot com slash O-N-E. I think now that the Vikings are, are done playing... We talked about the, the NFC North a little bit last week and, and all the upheaval that, that will be a part of this offseason and, and how it's going to look very different next year. And I think it's fair to wonder who the favorite is because we don't know who's going to be the quarterback of the Vikings. Are they going to pay Case Keenum? Is he the new starting quarterback for them? What do you do with Sam Bradford? Is someone going to give him starter money? I, I, I've been suggesting for half a season now that I think it's possible. I don't know if it's likely, but it's possible that all three quarterbacks 
that the Minnesota Vikings employ could get paid like starters in the offseason. Case Keenum can start for someone, Teddy Bridgewater can start for someone, and Sam Bradford can start for someone. There are teams that don't have one quarterback, and the Vikings somehow have three. This is like Ohio State a couple years ago when they won the national title with Cardell Jones. Vikings didn't win the title, but they got close. But they're going to... They're going to have changes at the quarterback position. Almost certainly, they'll have at most two of those three guys. They will not have their offensive coordinator, who was absolutely the key to their season. The reason that they're they're great is their defense, but the reason that they were they're a contender is their offense caught up this year. Keenum played great. They're losing the architect of that offense, and so what are they going to look like? If you're Green Bay, you're thinking, well, we're going to revamp our offense, bring in Joe Philbin, and we brought in Mike Pettin for our defense. Our defense should be instantly better just because the scheme will be better, we'll adapt better, we'll play better. Bring in another class of rookies. I mean, we saw the Saints, how fast one rookie class, and the Saints were not good last year. The Packers were a talented team this year. They were They could be good with no improvement whatsoever. This same roster next year, they're a 10-win team. But you take one good rookie class. Now the Saints had a high pick, but not that not that much higher than what Green Bay has. There is no Marshawn Lattimore in this draft, but they could get an impact player. If Roquan Smith falls, he could instantly transform their defense. Saints get Alvin Kamara later in the draft. What if the Packers draft a tight end and hit? And he comes in. Most tight ends as rookies don't hit. As, at least not as rookies. But you look at someone like Evan Ingram in, in New York. He came in and played well right away. Imagine an Evan Ingram-like talent with Aaron Rodgers. What that could be. What he could do. This could all change in a heartbeat. I think if you're, if you're going to put money on it, you're, you're probably going to make the Vikings the favorite, but the Packers are, are right there. They're right there. Co-favorites? It's like seven to four odds, two to one odds. I mean, they're really just neck and neck. And the Packers need to nail this offseason because, like I said, they are not the best team in the league. I don't. I, there's been a lot of discussion and, and criticism of this roster. I think it's unfair. But I also think, look at a team like New England. Their defense was bad this year. They let major talent walk the last two seasons. Chandler Jones, Jamie Collins. They may let Malcolm Butler walk this season. And it didn't matter. They won the Super Bowl last year. They're probably going to win it this year. But they have Bill Belichick and they have Tom Brady. Now the Packers have a Tom Brady level quarterback. They don't have a Bill Belichick level coach. They are a great situational defense. And they're, they're probably the best situational team ever. And have been for 20 years. And that is, I've said this, I said this with Dom Capers, situationally, that is where you learn how good your coach is. Is your offense good on third down and in the red zone? Is your defense good on third down and in the red zone? That is where coaching comes up. And obviously you need talent and the Packers need talent. They need an addition of talent. And they're, they're close. I mean, one player, two players, one blue chip player could be enough. You get a red chip, maybe two. That could be enough. I mean, we everyone thought that with Martellus Bennett, this team 
was going to take off. That didn't happen because Bennett didn't play up to his standards. Part of that is the defense got banged up. They were hurt. We never got to see this defense at full strength with Aaron Rodgers. We saw it a little bit in week one. And the Packers beat the hell out of a very good Seahawks team when they were still healthy. When they were still Super Bowl contenders. But this is why you need to go into free agency. It's why you need to start nailing some of these draft picks that they haven't been quite as good. Because injuries do happen. And you need to be prepared for it. The Eagles were. They had a backup quarterback. They had Nick Foles. The Vikings were. They had a backup quarterback. They had Case Keenum. The Jaguars were prepared for injuries along the defensive line. They signed Calais Campbell. They drafted Dante Fowler. They draft Keelan Cole. D.D. Westbrook. Lose Allen Robinson. Well, that's okay. We got D.D. Westbrook. We got Keelan Cole. We got Marquise Lee. The depth for Green Bay has not come through because every team gets injured. The Eagles lost their starting quarterback, their starting left tackle, one of the best left tackles of his generation, and and the MVP favorite, and they're going to the Super Bowl. That's great coaching, and that's good roster construction. Hopefully the Packers have better coaching in 2018 with the changes that they've made, and now it's time to see what they can do from a roster construction standpoint. Can they get better? Can they make the one or two moves that could take them from contender to favorite? It's been a while since they've been the clear favorite. I think coming out of 2014, maybe they that you could have said in 2015, but the Seahawks, everyone felt like the Seahawks definitely should have won that Super Bowl, but the Packers definitely should have beat the Seahawks. So I think the last time the Packers definitely had the best team in the conference was 2011. Going into the season, everyone knew they were the best team. ESPN had an article, is this team right? It's set up to be a dynasty because they were young. Clay Matthews was young. Rodgers was young. Nelson was young. We know dynasties don't last unless they involve Bill Belichick, Tom Brady. Will Brian Goodkins do what is necessary? Will Mike McCarthy do what is necessary? Will they make the coaching adjustments necessary? They've made the changes to personnel in terms of the coaches, but will they adapt? Will they evolve? Can this influx of of new coaches and, and old coaches, but new to this team, obviously Joe Philbin was the Packers coach, was the offensive coordinator, and is back. Can they get them on the right track? We'll see. There'll be a show tomorrow and then another one on Thursday. Working on getting a guest for Thursday. And... Um, We'll have a lot to talk about over the next two weeks as we get ready for the Super Bowl. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do a, a preview show. I'm not gonna talk about this matchup that much, except as it relates to Green Bay. We will talk about the game, but it will not be the focus of what we do. I think we'll do a, at least one position review this week because I think we we need to get through some of those by the time free agency starts in the spring. So we'll have to. Have, have been through at least the positions of of need moving forward. So we'll probably go through and start with some of the positions where the Packers struggle, where they could stand to upgrade, just so we can really nail in what they lack, what they could go get, how they can improve, and where they go from here. So we're going to do that. I think Thursday will be the day that we'll do that. This week, That may change moving forward in terms of when it happens during the week. Once the games stop, we won't have to take the Monday show to talk about what happened in them and how it relates to Green Bay because there won't be games. 
There's only one game left in the NFL season, and it has nothing to do with Green Bay anymore because the Vikings lost. And there are a lot of smiling Packer fans out there because of it. That should make the next couple weeks much better for Packer fans, the next couple months better for Packer fans, and hopefully more likely that you'll listen to this show, more likely that you will stay locked on Packers.